Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the deadly boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is how the elites need to return to AEW. Michael Sidgwick, some very promising signs on this week's Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. They were deleted from existence, but that's ironic because it heralds their return yes. and not before time. Can't wait for this. I'm a huge fan of all three men's work. I consider Kenny Megan to be the greatest professional wrestler on the planet and indeed of all time. Uh, so, yeah, I was very encouraged by it. I'm very intrigued as well because I kind of thought, given the absolute reluctance to talk about this publicly um, on AEW's side in any way, shape, or form, the idea that not only have they sort of been teased to come back, but the nature of their recent status being explored via the Thanos snap. I thought that was very intriguing as well. Mm. Um, so I'm hyped for the comeback, not before time. Let's go. Yeah, it also feels rather appropriate, Hamlet, as well, considering we're only weeks away from the next AW paper as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice for them. Obviously, it's quite convenient to have a pay-per-view around the corner that you can sell the return. It's not just a television rating. It's not just the mystery. It's legitimately some pro wrestling promotion. Get them on the card, either in a match or the announced return or whatever it is. And I think there's a bunch of intangibles. Um, when they first disappeared, I think, Sidgwick, you described it as a cloud. You just felt there was a, a cloud over all of AEW. And I think a lot of people felt that, um, not just because Elite is in the name of the promotion, just about what they contribute, you know, in front of as well as behind the camera. And immediately, just the visual of them on screen and the news that then broke that they were also behind the scenes seemed to address that cloud that you could feel that shift again in the conversation. And a bunch of people will feel, a, I think, a certain sense of relief, maybe, that this is coming to an end. Um, it's felt to some like a really dark chapter in AW mm -hmm. short history. So if nothing, regardless of how they're booked as pro wrestlers and the stories potentially we're going to talk about here, I think there'll be that sense of relief for fans as well. I think they'll be buying into that as much as what they're presented on screen. Is it, is it as straightforward as either announcing that they're going to return at the pay-per-view or even having Death Triangle issue a challenge to them for the pay-per-view? How would you do it? 
Um, personally, I would have Death Triangle um, issue the challenge. Look, we know what everyone else knows. Let's just get on with it. With the idea being that they need to present a united front, having failed to do that um, of late with certain storylines um, stemming from issues seemingly between Phoenix and Pac. So I think them presenting a united front, saying, look, we're sick of this, sick of the infight. And I know they're doing something similar with the Blackpool Combat Club, but ultimately Tony Khan can repeat the odd storyline or two. He's done, <laughs> he's done it enough with recruitment in the past, so it wouldn't be ideal, but... Maybe that's the way to do it because ultimately, and we'll probably delve into this momentarily, Death Triangle need to be treated as a big deal. Otherwise, they will just be perceived as fodder for the elite to get their vanity belts back, which ultimately is what they are. I'm not saying they can't be a good thing. I'm not saying they want them just as much as the fandom wants them. But yeah, to take all of this seriously, you need to rehab Death Triangle as a trio like immediately mm. for this to happen. So to give them some agency... For them to sort of get on top of the narrative and acknowledge it and say, look, we are getting beat all of the time. We are not as united as we were. It's time to put all that to one side because we need to issue a big challenge and legitimize our reign as trios champions because it just feels like a farce. Yeah, I was going to say that they could quite easily, whether it be Pac or whoever, it could come out and say we've kind of felt a bit like paper champions. I think it's, you may as well acknowledge... You know, they, they it's called hanging a lantern on it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it, it's a tacit acknowledgement of the mistakes we've made, and it doubles as a promise to correct them. Yeah, because it, it, this is the thing of, uh, despite the fact they may have not not acknowledged exactly the reasoning behind it, fans, if they, I don't know, don't go on the internet, or whatever it may be, will have watched all out, seen them, you know, win the trios championships, and then the next night or the next week, I should say. They've just disappeared. Champions are, you know, new champions are being crowned. It just feels logical that even the most casual of AW fans knows the real reason for that. So there's no point in hiding it, as Sidge says. Yeah, I think um, even if you were going to do the tiniest bit of investigation, any attempt to make a logical storyline out of this would fall apart. The trio's titles after the Elite were stripped were decided between two teams that were knocked out in earlier rounds. It didn't just fall to the Dark Order as runners-up because obviously that would have complicated matters further. So they couldn't even... Um, try and fake this into some legitimate story then. Why bother now? Not least when. Um, and I don't know if this is a convenience or something Tony Khan had in the back of his mind when he put the belts on Death Triangle. You have two really awesome pre-existing rivalries folded into one single trios match. Kenny Omega and Pac and the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers are already established in, what, just three years of AEW? It was kind of legendary company yeah. rivalries and you're just putting all of that, it allowing to explode in a in a huge trios match that almost guarantees quality and puts over not just that the elite are back in the company that they help form, but in the quality, the type of a match, the quality of which they're supposed to guarantee and bring every single time. It's the perfect opportunity for them to have the perfect night. I'm not suggesting that the elite would have had a bad match at all. They'll like they'll be trying to immediately plant a flag again. But it's ideal that they're going against these opponents that they almost never have duffers with. It couldn't have worked out any better if you look at other three-man groups on the roster. Do you do you strap them up straight away, Sid, or do you have the fun of the chase of maybe they're a bit, bit rusty coming back and they don't quite win it at the pape and they then have to go back into the... The, the swing of things with the rest of this trio's division? I certainly think they'll play with Rust, both Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, respectively, um, at the first double or nothing, and this year have done precisely that, but I don't think there's thrill in the chase. I think it's a formality at this point that they get the trio's titles back as soon as possible. Otherwise, Tony Khan would have booked Death Triangle far better than he has. Since they became trio's title, uh, trio's title holders, mm -hmm. um, Phoenix has lost to Jungle Boy. Penta El Zero Miedo has lost to John Moxley. 
Pack has lost to Orange Cassidy. Um, they are just not credible as champions. You forget that these titles even exist. They hold them on television. You can barely even remember what they look like at this point. They're quite generic designs anyway, but they don't look or feel or just they're not champions. They're not championship mm-hmm. titles. I would just wreck on it and go straight to the back. It was obviously a vanity project for the Elite, as I mentioned earlier. Not a particularly bad one, because I think a lot of AEW fans, certainly before the vast title inflation of 2022, fantasy booked these belts into existence, and the Elite were the rightful holders, and it's their v- latest vehicle with which to advance the saga. He clearly, Tony Khan, did not have a backup plan for this. It's not something he's taking seriously in the narrative. He should, if that match is going to mean anything. I would have... I know they've worked the title match against um, Dark Order on Rampage, but he had to beat Alex Reynolds with a hammer. It's not a -hmm. way to legitimize them as trios champions. They are keeping them warm for the elite. I would try and build um, Death Triangle in the meantime as credible champions with another defense or maybe two before the elite come back, just to fake it Mm. at this point. It needs to be faked. But yeah ultimately just start this story again from where it was because there's clearly not a backup. And the thing with the Elite is, if you have them lose to this incarnation of Death Triangle, you kill the return. Mm. How can you not be- beat... I'm, I hate to describe Pac as kind of a loser, but he is, the character is, like one of the most skilled wrestlers ever, probably, but he feels like a loser. Mm. He is legitimately, literally a loser. Like, it just has to be the Elite at this point. He can't do the big... Oh, we're rusty. Oh, we're not yet back. We can't beat these lads. It's like it just kills the elite's return dead. They need to be instantly rehabilitated as superstars. Some were patient with Kenny Omega. You were in 2019 with Kenny Omega losing and telling that longer story. Not all. Like there was a definite distinct, there was a fairly loud criticism about Kenny Omega just simply not feeling like the guy. And obviously some of that was something that was in his control. And he was choosing to be that wrestler at that time, telling a very, very long story that was absolutely worth the journey in the end. But I think this time it's more dangerous to take that gamble Mm. with people's emotions as well because it's such a different landscape than what they were attempting first time around. Kenny Omega as well, despite doing great business as the belt collector in 2021, the ratings for the, um, I don't want to see the original version of the Hangman feud, but the build to when we thought it was going to happen at All Out before you had to go on paternity leave or wanted to go on paternity leave, I should say. The ratings for those Dynamites were... Genuinely incredible. It felt like the hottest thing in all the pro wrestling. But when Kenny Omega returned from injury um, over the summer, just before All Out this year, it was a very bold choice. He deliberately positioned himself as a weakened guy. Visually, he didn't fake tan. When he took the compression shirt off, he initially wore the compression shirt, hiding the physique. Like deliberately didn't work to his optimum standard to sell the idea that he wasn't back. And I honestly think that it's a very um, commendable storytelling choice. It ultimately informed incredible drama when he had the showdown with Paige at All Out. But if you look at the Nielsen ratings for that return, it it was kind of a bomb. Mm. I can be objective and admit that. He did not move the needle. Um, I think the uh, ratings declined in the quarter hour in which he returned. And the idea was they'd sold it. It's knackered Kenny Olmitt. Kenny Omega, mm. and it just didn't connect with fans who are not used to this like pure influenced um, strain of storytelling. They can't really risk that backlash again. Um, and it's a shame because I really like the storytelling choice, but he has to realize at a certain point I need to return as a star mm. because this bold stuff that I do, as great as it is, 
we don't have that luxury, particularly when there's a narrative at stake of CM Punk was the biggest draw in the company. If Kenny Omega does something, I don't want to say indulgent, but very bold, experimental, um, not something that US audiences have yet to really connect with as a storytelling device, people could just latch onto this and say, well, they're not draws. They should have brought CM Punk back or they should have sided with CM Punk or whatever. You want to banish that from the conversation. You want to play it as safe as possible. Um, in terms of the character he portrays and in terms of the title switch, just get them over as stars and then he can tell lots of different stories once they're re-established as the stars that they should be. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. This is going to sound incredibly hypocritical of me because I was one of the main people, along with you guys, banging the drum about uh, trios championships within AAUW. They'd launch a new one. Where's the trios championships? They're coming. They're coming. Look at all these vast numbers of tag teams that you could easily make into trios championships without even having to throw blokes who don't know each other together. But is it also true that they kind of need to come in and save this trios division at the same time to the elite? Yeah, it is true. Um, I was, I'd never, like, probably in about two years, I'd never been less convinced about the timing of these belts as when they were actually launched. It, it was like an open secret that Tony Khan was waiting on Kenny Omega being fit before the, like, 
finally un- like unveiled these belts, and that made it all the more of a frustrating vanity project. Could they have not have launched them and then had the elite just win them? Like long before other belts were launched and the Ring of Honor purchase took place, like as Cedric points out, there was multiple opportunities. It felt like at one point the company was being established to set them up from launch, pretty much. You probably could have justified Trio's belts before the TNT. Like if you look at the stable wars of late 2019, early 2020, it was there and they just held off and held off and held off because there was other elite business to do first. And it just created this narrative that, well, this is for the elite. They're going to like very kindly take themselves away from the tag and world title scene, bless them, and like get these belts off the ground. Then all of this happens. It's a disastrous start for the, the, the belts themselves. And I think that's why if these championships have got a chance, it has to be the elite that does it. It's kind of them that have in part caused this because of the weight that was created. I don't know. Maybe it's nothing to do with it. Maybe they didn't lean on Tony Khan. It was all Tony Khan. It was like, no, it's going to be using nobody else. But now it's up to them, I think, to do something about it. I'm fascinated by, and it's not really getting discussed yet, and nor would we know. It's always speculation, and we've said this since Brawl Out. It always has been. I'm very interested in how the Elite are currently being received. The potential comeback of the Elite is being received within the locker room. We can make assumptions by little things that get, like little whispers that get around on the news cycle that people are non too keen to have CM Punk back, and that's a, you know, it's a very controversial situation. But what of the Elite as well? How many people, you assume that they'll be welcome back more so than Punk would have been, perhaps, as the people that were involved in the start of all this, and there's plenty of AEW originals still in that locker room, but how many will be looking to see how selfless they will be upon their return, how much they'll want to do for other people. Ironically, one of the best things they can do for other people is just give them their best match. You know, if Shawn Michaels of 1997 was going to be the worst guy you knew, at least if you were in the ring with him, you'd have the best match on yeah. TV that you could have. If they're going to be, if they're going to get the belt and beat everybody, like at least let them have the best match in the process. And a bunch of people can say, actually, I am glad they're back because that's an all-timer for my highlight reel. Mm. That's probably, that like serves all masters for the elite. That's going to get the locker room back on side. That's going to earn the trust of their peers, of Tony Khan, and possibly generate some in, like excitement in the belts that in two, three years' time, we can b- be back to where we were talking about the Young Bucks and FTR main eventing over tag titles. That's probably where the elite want these trios belts to get. It's a long road, but they're in uh, long roads. They're into long <laughs> stories. This is probably what they've got in mind. Yeah, what do you reckon the trios division? They needs this shot in the arm? Yeah, of course it does. It's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster, and it's so self-inflicted on so many different fronts. Like, again, Pac, Phoenix. Remember when the first sort of slate of AEW champions lost. Those moments felt seismic. You felt it was a launch of Scorpio Sky's career. Sadly, it wasn't. Um, when uh, Britt Baker got beat, it felt like, oh my God, a champion has been beat. Like, they've broken that damn now, and it just feels like a normal result. Brody Lee and Darby Allen feeling like beating Cody was everything. Yeah. Like, those TNT title losses yeah. felt like everything for those two, didn't it? Yeah, like, Hangman Page's entire character shifted into this incredible comeback story because he was utterly devastated, mm. devastated, and they sold it perfectly. In a really long sit-down interview with Tony Schiavone, he was like, I feel head-to-toe like poison because I've lost the World Tag Team titles. It used to feel like such a massive event. And now, oh, uh, Jungle Boy needs a push for this feud with Luchasaurus. Oh, he can beat Phoenix. He's got a championship, but so does everybody else. Um, yeah, Orange Cassidy can win that All-Atlantic title because he's popular. Pac, he's got a trios championship, but no one really cares. It's This is not in any way, shape, or form how championships should be treated. Mm. It's not in any way, shape, or form how I want to feel about champions in All Elite Wrestling. The wins and losses matter promotion. 
So, yeah, it needs saving, and it's no hyperbole whatsoever for once for you, Wilborn. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on finally now to the elite saga, the phrase that is often associated with these guys. What, what becomes of that now for you? I don't know where it was going in the first place. Um, I could readily imagine um, a scenario where the young bucks start to realize having already done so at full gear last year, that Kenny Omega and his path is not the way. Um, they need to rid themselves of Don Callis to become a, a real trio again. Um, that way you can reunite the Hung Bucks with <laughs> Hangman Page and the Young Bucks, and they can have a trio's title reign, and Kenny Omega can align himself with two other wrestlers. Obviously, the Good Brothers are taken now, so <laughs> it cannot be them. But ultimately, what a rub that would be. If Kenny Omega, who spent the last, what, at this point, seven years of uh, six years of his career or five or whatever, a long, long time, basically saying, I'm with the Young Bucks because we are the elite. And for him to then endorse by association another tag team, that would do wonders for their mm. career. So you can get a new story, a new um, chapter in the elite saga. Brian McPillman's throwing some bait out there. He's trying. Throwing out some chum. <laughs> um, so that, that would be a massive endorsement. That says a lot about Kenny Omega. That's another storyline direction in which they could take this. Um, Adam Cole could reunite with Kingdom. And that's another because they can't do Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly anymore, or at least they're not those um, three together. So the kingdom, because they need to further the Adam Cole, Kenny Omega thing. Mm. That's been gestating for a long old time. Ultimately, the four need to reunite for this whole thing to be drawn to a close. Um, but they won't be holding the trios titles. And at that point, the trios title can be just an established thing that doesn't have to be a vehicle for the elite. But ultimately what I want, and this is sort of... Uh, by the by, in terms of the trio's title, I want to see a reunited Kenny Omega and Hangman Page tag team. At the end of this, I think that would be absolutely incredible. Um, so that's a direction I would like to take it. Maybe they could do uh, four-man titles. It's <laughs> <laughs> their next vanity project, so the gang are all back together. It is fascinating how much people have invested, obviously, in this elite saga. And, and yeah, it speaks volumes about that's one of the big things we're talking about as they return, obviously. Yeah, um, they built it over multiple promotions, over a YouTube uh, project and multiple, in the end, multiple YouTube projects and now a company that they formed themselves. Uh, so it's not it's not just at this point fan-casted stuff. There is stock in it, there's actual money in it, there's TV time in it. So what, again, is quite potentially quite neat and tidy about them getting the belts back here is, for all we know, like maybe they will look at this as, well, we can't just reset to what we were going to do because in their minds, it's as important for them to address what's happened the last three months. Um, I could well see... Being the elite, what we got up to on our summer holidays special that trivializes them, and you just see them messing about with the young book's house or whatever. But, and it could just be that, and that could be the end of it, and everything can just be back to exactly where it was. You know, there was something cooking pretty cool with the Dark Order because if obviously that finish, which has now been forgotten like everything else in that paper, yes. was Hangman Page taking off, was it John Silver's head? Yeah. Or Alex Reynolds' head with the buckshot, and where that was all going to play out, that still could. Obviously, we hope Hangman Page gets well enough to be mm -hmm. back involved in storylines again soon. Um, that has happened to Paige while the Elite was off as well, when it was seeming like outside of the conflict of the tournament final, they were finding their way back to one another. It's no less captivating um, because we were just on the cusp of a Kenny and the Bucks babyface turn before everything went on pause. So it's still, again, it's fortuitous really, considering how chaotic Brawl Out was, that they could find themselves at full gear exactly where they were. 
other than a bite mark on the arm, unscathed. Like, that would be quite remarkable. That would be a, a nice bit of luck for a company that doesn't really seem like it's had that much this year if that was where they were at as full gear goes off the air. The belts are back where they're supposed to be. Mm. Tony Khan had his first four world champions mapped out and then has had to carry on off the back of what appeared to be a two- or three-year grand plan. And that's maybe where AEW has slightly lost its way. If this is the one story that doesn't have to lose its way, we might see the very best of his mm. book, well, of his, his and their collaborative booking prowess, as if it's like the good old days. I think that's maybe where, with the elite, they're the one group where, as long as everybody's always thinking long-term, there's always something to, to latch onto. Mm. Well, let us know your thoughts on bringing the elite back to AEW uh, on the in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet on Twitter at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Feels like an appropriate time to mention Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW. Sidgwick's brilliant book, which is available on Amazon wherever you are in the world, basically. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. But for now, it's been Get the Table. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible or anime yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business like that let's put it online and see what happens stage and the site is live that we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage thanks you're all set that count it up and ship it around the globe stage this one's going to thailand and that wait did we just hit a million orders stage Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 